Hello and welcome to the Scattered Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm so thankful that you have decided to join us today. Uh, with me today is Lima, Chase, and Daniel. Looking forward to our discussion uh, as we come into the second episode of this brand new season on the Scattered Abroad Podcast. Our theme this year is Scattering the Seed. And this episode today, I think, uh, is going to be an exciting one to discuss, one that uh, may be pretty personal, may bring up some emotional things, but I think it's uh, something that we can really relate to, all of us, and that is to scatter the seed with our family members. Before we dive into this episode, would like to remind you that you can find us all over social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram. And so we certainly hope that you'll do that. Also, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can email us at scatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, and that is scatteredabroad.org. And again, we are very, very thankful that you have joined us today. We hope that this study will be beneficial for you and that it will glorify God. Again, I mentioned that this is episode two of this brand new season on scattering the seed with our family. And you know, guys, for whatever reason, sometimes when you scatter the seed with family members, it can be more difficult than with a stranger. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is, but sometimes maybe, you know, that relationship or some emotions can arise. And so with that, let's kind of open up this discussion. What potential problems can arise when you try to scatter the seed or, or just preach and teach the truth with a family member? I think uh, probably one of the most common problems that can occur in this high-risk kind of situation that you, you mentioned is you might end up uh, teaching the truth and family doesn't want to hear uh, what the Bible says on whatever subject and you kind of get the cold shoulder or just a real sense of awkwardness after teaching that to them. I yeah. think that's that's one of the most common problems you're probably going to face in, in this type of scenario. Yeah, so the relationship, for whatever reason, doesn't seem the same mm, after, yeah. right. you know, you bring up the Lord's Church or you bring up religion, especially if they are, you know, not Christians and they're members of something else, and you bring that up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring some awkwardness, yeah. What else? Well, um, could I read Matthew chapter 10? Absolutely. Here, uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 and onward. Jesus said this, Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And, and Chase hit it right on the head. Um, the gospel will either bring families together or because of their, you know, hardness of heart, it can create, you know, some distance in between us. Yeah. Um, that's my, what I've experienced with my, my own family, mm -hmm. uh, majority of my own family. Um Sometimes you get to the point where we don't talk at all, even for a year, because of, you know, I try to bring up the gospel. And, and it's, it, like you said, it's a, it's, it's a very delicate situation because you, you love your family. Right. Absolutely. You're telling me I'm wrong? You're yeah. telling me that my parents uh, mm. died unsaved? You know, things like this come up, and, and it can be very... Uh, traumatizing and, and heartbreaking, and a lot of emotions are stirred in right. situations like this. 
So yeah, awkwardness and and emotions. Mm-hmm. I think those are two things for sure. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Daniel? Man, I was just thinking over here, like with family, they see like the most the most real side of you. Like they know you better than anybody else does. And we all have our weaknesses. We all have our mistakes, that kind of thing. So they know you. They know your faults. So when you try to talk to them about, you know, that they, I think for some people it could be like, you think you know better than me. Well, I know you better right. than these people do. Right. And I know, where, you know where you're coming from, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like Jesus, I mean, even Jesus said, you know, prophet's not without honor except in yes. his own country. Right. So, man, I, I think that's one of the main things is just, Hypocrisy might be too strong of a word for most people. Hopefully, you know, most mm-hmm. Christians aren't aren't just full-blown hypocrites. Right? Yeah. Right. But hypocrisy in the family to some extent and even just also in the church just you know, when people see that people who are claiming to be the kind of people who you're trying to to be and the kind of person you're trying to convince them to be, they see them claiming that but then acting a completely different way. I mean, how can it not be a turnoff, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and and you know, thinking about something that happened with me a few years ago, studying with a family member, and it got so escalated and heated, he got up and left the room. And mm-hmm. I thought, we may never get to talk about this again. And now our conversations are more geared towards sports and things like that. And, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, hopefully, but uh, there comes a time when you've done your best. You've done your job to present the truth in a loving way. Now it's up to them, but it still hurts. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, it, yeah. it's delicate because it's family. Thanksgiving and Christmas and, mm-hmm. and birthdays and things, and there's always, I don't want to say elephant in the room, but sometimes it feels that way. Oh, like, yeah. I wonder if he's going to bring up the yeah. church today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I wonder if he's going to bring up a quote a verse to me. <laughs> so I think, Daniel, something you said is, is so important. Be yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because they know who we are as family. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to be overbearing with them. But – Understand that these problems can arise, and they're very real. So broken relationships, emotional responses, maybe this idea of, hey, I've, I've studied the Bible longer you've been alive. How can you right. tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess moving from that, shifting from the problems, how do we overcome them? What are some things that we can tell our audience today that, that might be helpful if they're studying with a family member? I, I remember after being baptized, so got that fire, you know, oh, yeah, you want to yeah. go and, hey, I want to reach my family. And, mm-hmm. and, and I always say this, I took that fire and I burned the bridges with it. Oh, man. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it can happen. And, and because I didn't know what I was doing. I, I know they needed to obey the gospel, but the way I was going about it, you know, you start a conversation about, oh, there are no uh, women preachers. And, you know, <laughs> you start off with that, that's not going to go very well, <laughs> right. you know. and right. and. And that's how it, it went with, with sort of like my, my family. And um, so some advice, you know, you want to prepare yourselves. You, right. you, especially if you're a new convert, you ha- I know you got that passion, you got that zeal, you want your family to, to be saved, but you got to have that knowledge to right. go with it because you, you it's, it, it goes a long way if you prepare for this and then you, you're ready, yeah. you're equipped and you have the tools to be able to say, hey, you know, let's study this. That's and right. you actually know what, how to study and how to navigate the scriptures to help them come to the truth. Well, because a lot of times, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, sometimes the motivation of them might be, I want to trap him. Right. right? Yeah. He thinks he knows all this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come at him with this question. Well, what do you think about, what would you say about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it may be something extremely difficult like, so you think you're the only one going to heaven? 
you know, and, and this loved one who passed away, they have no hope. Is that what you're saying? And, man, that can be tough, but Lima is exactly right. If, if you can prepare your, your heart and your mind, pray for an opportunity, I would say, exactly. to, to be able to study with them, but also pray that you have the right motive when right. that opportunity – because you never know when it's going to come. They're yes. going to try to catch you mm-hmm. off guard. Yeah. What, what you just mentioned, I guess, is kind of diabolical in a sense. <laughs> of they're, they're trying to trip you up or whatever. Yeah. And I can think back to some – some family history a um, long time ago, but there would be instances in, in which uh, family functions would be planned on Sunday right in the middle of church services, mm. and it's like they would try to set us up to have to make that difficult decision, oh, yeah. you know, or you can either you can either be with family uh, for this, you know, Thanksgiving meal or, you know, something along those lines, or you can uh, go to church, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes you will find people trying to force the issue on you and make you choose between God or family. And to me, that's very unfair. It um, is. But it's, sadly, it happens in many cases. Well, and I think going back to what Lima read from Matthew's account right there is is really what it boils down to. Jesus doesn't say don't love your family, but your love for the Lord ought to be greater. Right. Our love for our spiritual family ought to be greater than our love for the physical. And and for the world, I think that may be hard to hear. You know, you talk to people and they say, family first, family first. And I get that, but I better have the Lord first. Amen. And then family. And so when we talk about how we overcome these, maybe our example. So on Sunday, when they say, hey, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner, and you say, as for me and my house, we're going we're gonna to assemble yes, with the sir. saints, you right. know. That may rub them wrong for the moment, but they'll respect you for that. Well, and, and as time goes on, they, they realize, well, that's not going to work. So right. they, they don't do that anymore, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, I, go ahead. Well, I think in those situations, just kind of to provide, like, the other perspective, it's just like I think sometimes we can also go into those type situations with the wrong mindset of mm-hmm. not necessarily consciously but subconsciously being like, I know better than these people. I am, like, I am superior to them. Mm. I think we can slip into that mindset of – of just feeling superior, and th- I think people can sense that. Pharisee and um, the publican kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and and that's just like that's the opposite of what Jesus came to minute. Like you're talking about the Pharisee and the publican. Right. Um, that's mm-hmm. the opposite of what he came. The heart he he came to implant within us. That's right. So I think we always have to have to keep that in mind and be balanced and just have that that grace where you know, the, man, that's you know, that's just a heartbreaking situation. Right. But yeah. when you're in that. And, and you have to have to make the choice where, you know, I'm choosing God over everything else because mm-hmm. that's what we have to do. But when we do that, we have to have the grace to say, man, this this hurts me to do. To, right. You know, with our family, it hurts mm-hmm. me um, that that this is the situation that we're in right now. But I have to choose what I, what I think is best right. for my sure. family. And I hope that we can still have a relationship. We can still love each other sure. and, and, you know, get be, together again at a different time or whatever. Be but, humble yeah. and uh, don't fall for trying to fight fire with fire. Oh, yeah. well, if that's you're right. going to do that, we're yeah. going to do this. You know, so that's not the way to do it. Right, right mm-hmm. exactly. So. And, and, Daniel, I think something that, that you just brought out is, is key to remember. Uh, they're, they're watching everything that we do. They're listening to everything that we say, looking for an opportunity. But, again, going back to what, what Lima read, I've got to be okay with the fact that I may lose my relationships with my family because of my relationship with my Lord. I've got to be willing to say, I'm going to pick up my cross and follow Jesus. Uh, some of you, well, I know all of you know the song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you look into the history of that song, that man was going to be put to death. 
Instead of killing him, they started killing family members. Mm. And as he progresses through that, you read the lyrics of that. Now, I've decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I will follow. The resolve and the conviction is something that we've got to have. Uh, and again, I don't know if okay is the right word, but I've got to accept that you know, my family members may not feel the same toward me after this, but the Lord says, you come and follow me. You take up your cross and follow me. And I want to say a quick word to, uh, to maybe those who are married, and maybe their spouse is not a Christian. That can be very challenging. Yeah. Um, I think about First Peter chapter 3, you know, mm-hmm. the wives without a word can win their husbands. So maybe for a moment, let's think about that. What if you have a spouse that's, that's not a Christian or maybe unfaithful or a child, and, and you're struggling to say, well, should I, should I just leave the Lord and make sure I take care of my family? Or what do I need to do in this situation? Yeah, the, the Apostle Paul said you're not under bondage mm. uh, to leave the Lord or, or leave the Lord for your mm-hmm. marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You you want that marriage to work out, and you want to be a good. If you're married and your spouse is an unbeliever, you have to be Christ-like towards right. them. That's First Peter three and verse seven. You, you can't be like you need to obey. You, need, you right. know you 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 have to exercise grace to be gentle to model Christ before them um but if it comes to the point where your spouse says me or the lord right. then mm-hmm. you know the decision that you have to make you're right we're, we're also married to the lord in a sense that we're oh, yeah. we're we're loyal to him first That's right. you know so well and tough. if and if you uh let's say your spouse says well you're not going to church and if you succumb to that what are your chances of ever showing your spouse that dedication that you should be showing them to be that good example to them and then your spouse uh, turning to the Lord himself or herself your chances are not going to be nearly as good as uh, for evangelizing your spouse Mm -hmm. if you don't um, go all in and and say no I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to serve the Lord it's about that that humble boldness right right if you look at first Peter 3 like you mentioned Mm -hmm. I mean Peter Peter seems to say like okay you're you, you maybe have tried to win them by your words, which is obviously something we should all be trying to do, to reason, sure. talk with people. But he's like, look, you can't just keep nagging them and nag into a yeah. corner like, right. to, to the detriment of your cause, to where he's like, just win them without a word, by, exactly. by your example. And if you if you look at like the, the ancient history behind um, this passage and the society that in which it was written, the wives in that culture were expected to have the same religion as their husbands. Because right. in that culture, the husbands were above their wives mm-hmm. on, in, like, class levels. And so they were expected, just like the slaves that were in the household with them. And Peter talks about the slaves in chapter 2, right before chapter 3. So they were expected to have the same religion as their husband. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing in this text with a different religion than their husband has is actually incredibly countercultural. It's incredibly bold. But at the same time, sure. Paul is, or Peter is saying, look, as you're doing this very brave, this very brash thing in some ways... Have that grace. Right. Set that yeah. example of just being like Jesus. Right. Yeah. That's right. And you never know the impact of that example. And it may take years and years, but then your family, your grandchildren may benefit from that mm-hmm. by you staying faithful to God. So we, we've talked about potential problems that can arise. We've also talked about some solutions. Hopefully these are things that, that will help those of you who are listening today uh, to get through those difficult times. But now let's go to the Word of God and, and discuss some specific examples uh, family members teaching other family members. I think this is pretty amazing, but what are some examples that, that you can think of? I think the first one that comes to my mind is Second Timothy chapter 1, where you've got the grandmother and the mother 
of Timothy, right? Yeah. Eunice and um, Lois, right. mm-hmm. and they are are teaching him from an early age in the scriptures, in the faith, and he grows up to be a gospel preacher. Sure. That that was an example of of the uh, the parent and the grandparent of a young boy training him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And, exactly, and mm-hmm. it bore fruit. Right. And, and I have think that Second reminds Timothy us. two twenty two, right, or two two, mm-hmm. um, pass that on that you've got Absolutely. Right. Yeah. from. And man, I think that's just a quick encouraging word to our, our mothers, grandmothers. Absolutely. I know some man, that's a thankless job sometimes. Man, you better but believe it. When you, I mean, when you raise children in in a way that glorifies God, you have no idea what they're going to accomplish. I mean, think of what Timothy has accomplished. You know, yes. through two thousand years later, we're, right. we're talking about him. You know, in Tennessee, like yeah. <laughs> you've never That's right. had an idea, right? That's right. Well, think about this too. With, with with Timothy, his father was a Greek. The Bible comes out That's and tells right. us that right. his mother was faithful. Some children can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your father was not that right. spiritual leader that he should have been. Maybe it was your mother. But as you grow up, think of the respect and love you have for the godly mothers in the kingdom. Where would we be without them? Absolutely. But thinking of Absolutely. that impact, that is a great example. I love that one. Uh, Eunice, yeah. Lois, Eunice mean good victory. Remember Brother mm-hmm. Kate's bringing that out to us? You and Ike. Yeah, what a great, what a great victory, That's spiritually right. speaking, because they took the time to teach their family. That's What's right. another example that comes to mind? What, what comes to mind for me is um, Abraham, Genesis mm-hmm. 18, 19. Mm-hmm. This is what God said of him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteous and justice, mm-hmm. and that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him, the promise. And I want to fast forward to First Peter 3 where we yeah. were. That's the example mm-hmm. that is oh, referenced yeah. Yeah. there. You know, sure. it's how Abraham was such a great leader that Sarah obeyed him. That's right, called him right? Lord. Called him Lord, yeah. right? <laughs> Someone said a joke, you know. <laughs> hey, why don't you call? He said to his wife, "Why don't you call me Lord? Why don't you be like yeah, him?" That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's that's a great example yeah. of of a a father leading by example to right. to where his spouse had the utmost respect and yeah. and for him, and then the children following his yeah. leadership. That's right. That's to me. That's that's yeah. a great one too. That passage from Genesis. What a what a call for Christian wow. husbands. And Better believe yes. it. Man. Better believe it. Yeah. You look at the downfall of society. Really, where's the father at? Where, where's the spiritual leadership? Yeah. And you go right. throughout the Old Testament, Abraham, Joshua, other examples of men stepping up to lead their families. Those are those examples. I think is is extremely powerful uh, for us today. So those are really really good examples. What about? Maybe some more examples you can think of. Man, I thought of Andrew. Um, yeah. Bringing Peter yeah, to sure. Jesus, you know? And Good then, point. I mean, if you keep on going, I, I have it pulled up right now. It's John 1, verses 40 through 44. So Andrew goes and gets Peter. He brings him to Jesus. He says, mm-hmm. I found the Messiah. Like, you know, you just feel the excitement in his oh, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, um, <laughs> next, it starts talking about how Philip comes to Jesus as well. And we're talking about family, so Philip wasn't family. But I just thought it was kind of an interesting point where verse 44 of John 1 says that Philip was from Bethsaida, which is the city of Andrew and Peter. And so kind of based on the other records we have of Andrew, just constantly bringing people to Jesus, many commentators have speculated that Andrew probably found Philip too. I mean, they're from the same Mm -hmm. city. And I mean, immediately after he's, he's credited with bringing Peter to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, And it says first he brought his own brother. And so it's a lot of speculation about how he brought Philip as well. So it's just that, that soul winning mindset. Absolutely. Man, I, 
I think we all need to have more of it, you know. Absolutely. No doubt about that. And I think, too, that shows the impact of one. Mm. You know, a family member, maybe you only teach one. And maybe you try to teach, you know, more of your family and only only one comes through. But look at the impact that this one – Andrew going to his brother, that may have been difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know their relationship. It might have been tough to talk about that, but he went to him. Uh, sometimes with our own siblings or our parents or whatever – we may have a difficult time trying to reach them. But, again, look at the impact of one, right? right. Eunice and Lois taking the time to focus on Timothy. He, he, you know, he had a father who was not faithful, a mother who was. But from a child, I love 2 Timothy 3.15. Mm. We emphasize 16 and 17, rightfully so. From a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures. You knew them. What happens if mothers, grandmothers, and, and family members don't teach right. the young people? I, th- I think we're doing a great disservice if we leave that out. And we think, oh, they're not listening. They won't remember. Yeah, they will. Well, there's a passage in the Old Testament, and it's not coming to me at the moment, but uh, there arose a generation that knew not knew the not Lord. Knew not the Lord. That's right. Yeah, that, uh, that's what's going to happen. Judges 2. Judges 2. That's right. And that's right off the heels of the close of Joshua. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. You go yeah. and serve the God of your father. I'm going to serve. Me and my exactly. house will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then there came this time where they didn't know God. They didn't know the Lord. And I heard this, and it gave me chills when I thought about it. If you don't bring your children up the right way, society will bring them up the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's a deep thought. And so our families are being exposed to all kinds of different things in the world. We've got to make sure that the home is as strong as it can be. So maybe let's let's shift gears for a moment. You know, can I, I had a yeah, thought go ahead. about real quick about, man, when you think about Peter in the Scripture, we, we read about Peter, right? And mm-hmm. we all can get that that sense of his personality. I mean, he was just an out front, bold, oh, yeah. outspoken guy. The kind of guy who, if he's my brother, I might be a little bit intimidated <laughs> to, to bring the gospel to him. Sure. Say, I found mm-hmm. this. I know right. better than you about this this one thing. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be scared personally, you know? Yeah. But then, since Andrew had that boldness, Look at what Peter's done, man. I mean, he's literally one of the most influential people in the history Absolutely. of humanity. Right. Not just in Christendom. or You mm. know, it's just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Anyway, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah. Totally fine. And again, that further strengthens the point of teaching one. Yeah. And the impact of Andrew getting Peter. And it may be as simple as, hey, I found the Messiah. You might say, hey, to a family member, hey, we'd love to have you worship with us Sunday. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That may be as far as you go, but... Scattering the seed. You sow that seed. In the last episode, we talked about the fact that God gives the increase. You sow the seed, and you never know what can happen with that. Never know the growth process of that. Uh, So really good comments uh, from all of you thinking about some of these examples. And as we kind of bring this episode to a close, we want to look at one final thing, and that is this. We understand that we must not compromise the truth when it comes to family. But we also understand that when it does come, sometimes those emotions run a little bit stronger because there's a former relationship there. There's a former bond there. I heard a very sad statement one time. A man said that he knew what the Bible said about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, but then he said he revisited it and looked at it a little bit different, and he's changed his view. Come to find out he had a family member who was caught up in the issue of marriage and divorce. So if we're not careful... Family relationships and former ties can blur the eyes that we should, you know, that we should have when we go to the Word of God. So, to our listening audience, someone who says, "You know, I don't want to compromise truth. I know I've got to stand with truth." What do I say to a family member who says, "Well, listen, 
If you do that, you're condemning me or you're condemning our loved one who's passed away. What, what kind of encouragement can we give them? My, my go-to passage is Galatians 4.16, yeah. where Paul asks a rhetorical question. He says, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Right. The answer to that is no. He's not their enemy. He's their best friend in the world. He he's, loves he's, them. He's, he's, he loves them enough to tell them the truth. Right. And ultimately, it's the truth that is going to, to guide us to salvation. Absolutely. And uh, if there's things that are amiss in the lives of our family members, then we need to take the truth to them. That's and right. and if we do, we're their best friend. If we don't, we are their enemy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And th- there there also comes a point where um, in, in your efforts to try and reach your family that you got to learn how to pick when you share yeah. a certain truth. Absolutely. Be- right. Because um, you're not compromising. You, you just got to be patient mm-hmm. and prayerful about it. And maybe I shouldn't say this right now. Maybe I'll get another opportunity to do it, That's right? Because yeah. sometimes you gotta read the situation. Um, if it's getting heated, mm-hmm. just bring it to an end. You yeah. know, don't That's don't right. don't take it any further. <laughs> um, just break out the wait, boxing yeah. gloves. Just <laughs> <laughs> wait for another opportunity, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah, just, well, there's yeah. a lot of plowing and tilling that has to take place before you're ready mm-hmm. to sow the seed. Exactly. And I think sometimes we we jump too too yeah. far ahead. Yeah. Get ahead of ourselves and yeah, been cultivated. Right, yeah. right. You got to build that relationship yeah. right. and be strong and build that trust too. I yeah. think that's a big thing. Yeah, got to have that trust with somebody, and they know that you're serious about mm. the Lord. They know you're serious about yeah. your Christianity, and they and can they, tell if you're not. They know that you want what's best for them. Honestly. That's that's right. It's that tension between grace and truth. You know, it's found throughout the Bible, found throughout our lives, where Jesus came full of grace and truth, mm-hmm. and. Now, what does our world need more than both of those things? I mean, truth Absolutely. without grace, mm-hmm. we're all in trouble. Yeah. Right. Grace oh, without right. truth, I mean, what's the point? We're all okay. You know, Anything that goes. Right. So it's, it's that tension between the two that, that we have to find that balance on and, and live it out in real life. And Amen. Just full of love, full of trying to be like Jesus. That's right. And, you know, the passage that comes to my mind is 2 Corinthians 5.10. Mm. The day of judgment, we're all going to stand before the Lord. Yeah. I can't stand in the place of my wife. Mm. I can't stand in the place of my children or my parents, or even my grandparents. I, I can't stand in their place. And sometimes I think that might hold us up. I, I talked to a, a man one time. We had a great study. Talked about the one church. And he said, I, I see what you're saying, and I know that's from the Bible. But my father was this, my grandfather was this, and I'm going to die this way. That mentality is is dangerous because on the day of judgment, I'm going to have to give an account for what I've done in this body, whether it be good or bad. Again, I can't stand for someone else. So maybe uh, when we're studying with someone, especially family, we got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can't I can't control where my loved ones who've already passed away where they are. I, what's it going to change their eternal destiny? What I do or what I don't do? And and, and another thing uh, as an advice, if you have tried with your family and and it didn't work out, mm-hmm. try bring someone else like sure. let someone else you know reach your family Absolutely. for you because like you started the episode for some reason they will not hear it from you yeah right, right. but they'll hear it from someone else yeah. <laughs> that's true and, and so bringing in someone else could could help win them over right. to christ yeah that's right. i mean jesus own brothers right they didn't yeah they didn't follow john him. seven yeah and it yeah. seems like they weren't following him until after his resurrection mm-hmm. yeah. because they weren't at the cross you know he has to hand over mary to right. john the apostle mm-hmm. right. yeah. uh, man if jesus didn't do it then 
um, you know, at least before then, then that should give us at least some patience, some hope, steadfastness yeah. that one day. Absolutely uh, right. Well, yeah. we, we love our families, and, and nobody's going to deny that. And everyone who's watching today, we love our families. We need to make sure that we love our Lord. He, he's number one. Right. But, Chase, going back to what you said, it's the true sign of love for our families if we take the truth to them. If we don't, that's really not love at all, is it? Right. Drew, you were talking about uh, from the perspective of Judgment Day a couple of moments ago. Mm-hmm. and I go back to the account of uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Yeah. What did La- did uh, the rich man want right. most for his family when You'll he tell was in tell my brothers. Torment? Please send somebody, send Abraham, send, send Lazarus rather, and please go tell them that they don't want to come here. That's right. right. And if we ever find ourselves studying with somebody and they say, well, what about my grandfather what about yeah. uh, my mother this or, or that we need to be careful in how we handle that very delicate situation sure but we need to use this idea maybe not take them to that passage right, but use right, the right. idea behind it and say if your grandmother if your mother knew what you knew now that's right would they do the right thing mm. you know they would that's and right so mm-hmm. they would want you to to do what you know you need to do so, that's right yeah. and i think a, a Maybe a good way to close is if you don't make it to heaven, what's it matter? Right. You know, you make sure that you're there. You bring as many people with you as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, guys, I thank you so much for all of your study and for the comments we've had to our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us. Again, want to remind you of our social media post, and you can go find us on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. We certainly appreciate your time. We know this is a, a difficult topic to study, but we hope and pray that this will be helpful and beneficial for you. And so from all of us at the Scattered Abroad Network, thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use. And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.